All right, is it recording? Welcome to Left and Leftist, the podcast that takes a no-holds-barred skeptical look at politics when the right is wrong, and sometimes the left, and you need somewhere to turn, head on over to Left and Leftist. This is episode 16, and I'm your host, Coulter. And as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my first good friend that moved, that that he just figured out that all the hair moved from his head to his sweater, which he is calls, I don't know, he looks like a, a Goliath to me. <laughs> his, we have Caleb Goliath. on the left. This is not true. I have no <laughs> hair anywhere except on my chin at this point. <laughs> Lots of big stuff this week. We're really getting getting into the nitty gritty of this election. It's, uh, I mean, buckle up. We got a couple of fun months ahead. Oh, we do oh, so much fun. And now we have a guy who thinks he punches above his weight. But since I think he would beat the shit out of Stephen Miller in a leg wrestle, anyway, we have our <laughs> leftist Sheldon. Look, if you don't stop that Stephen Miller shit, I'll stick you with my porch foot, pitchfork, and porch fick. <laughs> and then I'll, and then I'll break it off and beat you about the heads with the handle. I'm sorry. Stop man. it with the Stephen Miller thing. Oh, but, but, but we you need. Just, to, you were you like the. You were like. It. You were like it's the leftist Stephen Miller. Come on, you were the That's left Stephen Miller. <laughs> That's not fair. Uh, as and you can I'll, tell, it's again time for whiskey and politics, folks. Let's get into this. Let's get I, into this. It I, is I, time I, for whiskey and politics. I have a fundamental disagreement about that <laughs> to make with you later. And we're going to get into this week's news and headlines. But first, we have to just jump in to this week's leftist screed. Right. Before I start slurring my words from all the uh, whiskey we're drinking, uh, it's come up before. It's come up again. I did an emergency pod, you know, ranted for 17 minutes about this. This week, I would like to talk once again about the Supreme Court. I'm going to keep it a bit briefer because you've already listened to me go on about the situation that we're facing for 17 minutes. And those of you that haven't, stop the recording right now and go back and listen to it. It's a lot of fun. And it's just me by myself the whole time. But no, seriously. Um, something that I touched on briefly and really want to get into is where can the Democratic Party be pushed? Where should we, the public, persuade them to go? Given that... This seat is about to be filled by uh, uh, by a Trump nominee, you know, for the second time. And I'm not sure if my notes are correct on this, but the person has just been presented by Trump as a nominee. Yeah, Amy Coney Barrett. I suppose we will get into who she is and what she's all about later. It seems as though the Republican Party, who control both the Senate and the White House, are hell-bent on filling this seat, which will give the orangutan three, three bites at the Supreme Court apple in one term. One of the reasons that that number is three that the Democratic Party seems to just sort of overlook in their nuclear reaction to the Merrick Garland-Amy Coney Barrett contrast is the one in the middle. The reason that Brett Kavanaugh is on the court, the reason there was a vacancy for him, is because Justice Kennedy retired. He didn't die. 
and he didn't become infirm, and he wasn't impeached. He retired. And that's something that Supreme Court justices ought to start doing a little bit more often. This goes back to the so-called Supreme Court packing incident during the Roosevelt administration. Roosevelt's primary complaint from a, shall we say, intellectual point of view was that Supreme Court justices were not retiring. Therefore, the court was not able to keep up with the times. It did not reflect the will of the people. It did not reflect the way that the public viewed the law at the time. Take, for example, his actual grudge with the Supreme Court, the Works Progress Administration. The first time it was passed by Congress, it was immediately challenged by business success douchebags from coast to coast. And immediately, their challenge was ruled out, 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 until it got to the Supreme Court which then upheld business success douches challenge to the Works Progress Administration as being a violation of the Constitution. Now, Interstate Commerce Clause of the Constitution. Now, uh, without getting into the particulars, the Works Progress Administration was, in the beginning, the very reason that we, that we the working public of this country, began finally to pull out of the Great Depression. People were getting back to work. People were eating again. Thanks to the Works Progress Administration. It was right. It was necessary. And the Supreme Court initially blocked it from happening. So that no one is retiring anymore. So Roosevelt argues it's time to put how many more justices did you want to put on there? I believe the number was seven. He wanted to he wanted to appoint seven justices. And guess what? That's just where we are now. To do what I advocated that we ought to do, we need seven justices to bury these six, to bury the six so-called conservative justices on the Supreme Court so deep that we'll never hear from them again. It's going to take seven. Are we willing to do that? And also, is it strictly necessary? I, for one, think that it has to be proposed by at least the rank and file of the Democratic Party that going forward, that's our line. We're going to take the court back. We are going to use it as a tool to bludgeon the right because the right is absolutely shameless and absolutely ruthless in using the courts to bludgeon the public. It's time the public fought back. And if the public has any representation in this United States, in these United States, that is to say, it has to be the, what, what, the other party. It has to be the fucking Democratic Party, whether we like it or not. We have to demand that they fight for us. And this is the line. It's not, oh, this is so unbecoming of you to push forward your justice when you denied ours. No more droopy dog bullshit. It's time to fight. And should the Democratic Party take the White House and in 2022 take the Senate by a reasonable margin? They might have a 50-50 split this year, but I, I honestly don't think so. We can get into that some other time. But in 2022, they have a real chance of taking firm control over the Senate. They can take advantage of their nuclear option. The entire reason, by the way, that we have Gorsuch, that we have Kavanaugh, that we're going to get this uh, Amy Coney Barrett specimen 
is because of the nuclear option that the Democratic Party took before they lost control of the Senate in the year 2013 in order to try to get uh, Barack Obama's judiciary nominees through. It was nearly freaking lame duck before they finally decided to rid the Senate of the 60 vote confirmation rule and scale it back to 50. Now we can take advantage because the Republican Party, the right wing, the desperate corporatist assholes, they sure took advantage of it, didn't they? We get Gorsuch rammed onto the court. We get Kavanaugh rammed onto the court. We get Amy Cody Barrett rammed onto the court. And partly because justices refuse to retire, and that includes Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who frankly should have retired. If she really cared about the public as much as everybody gives her credit for, she should have retired. But she assumed that Hillary Clinton was going to win the 2016 election, which, frankly, so did I. I'm going to sum it up like this. The right wing is willing to use this tool, the judiciary, against the public and do it openly and blatantly. If the Democratic Party refuses to do exactly the same thing when they take control of those two houses, the White House and the Senate floor, what good are they? It won't be four years before the Republican Party takes them both back because if the Democratic Party once again achieves nothing. They will deserve to lose. And that's the bottom line, because the leftist said so. And now, a word from our sponsors. All right, so, now we're going to jump into this week's headlines, and we are going to hand this over to Sheldon, since this was his headline that he brought. So, Sheldon, why don't you take it away? Oh, woo Well, we are obviously going to talk about what happened in Louisville this week. We're going to save it to the end, though, so let's, let's rush through this one first. In an interview, I believe he was in Wisconsin. Yes. Everyone's already heard this clip. He was in Wisconsin. He appears to be in some sort of warehouse. Um, you know, there's some, like, aluminum tubes around him. <laughs> so it looks like ducked. He looks like he's, he's in, like, some sort of ducked and pallet factory. Just basically Wisconsin. If it's not beer and cheese, right? They're making duct and pallets. Uh, so, yeah, okay, obviously Wisconsin. He had this to say uh, when asked whether he thought that the Democratic Party was, in fact, moving too far left. I beat the socialists. That's how I got elected. That's how I got the nomination. Do I look like a socialist? Look at my career, my whole career. I am not a socialist. First, first and foremost, the insolence, like the sheer insolence of Biden to say that just pisses me off. It's like paying a boxer to go down and then shit talking him for losing the fight after the fight. I, I, as much as I would rather hear Joe talking about uniting the party and bringing us together instead of literally smacking a gift horse in the mouth. I'm just resigned to wait another decade or so until the millennials get their shit together and start voting real politicians into office. And like, this is the primary for the democratic party was yet again, just another calculated hit on the far left. And this is exactly why as someone in a blood red state, I'll be voting third party again, Howie Hawkins, 2020. <laughs> Howie, <laughs> Howie Hawkins. Well, 
he didn't beat a socialist. Let's let's be honest, guy. He beat a yeah. You're right. He beat a moderate politician in every other developed country on the globe. I mean, yeah. and and what I mean by that is you have to realize Bernie Sanders is pro gun. Guess what? That would not be that wouldn't even fly in any country in Europe, right? And he he just the fact is is that we're now to a point where the only thing that Joe Biden is good for is, and and really what the whole reason people are voting for him is because he's not Trump. That is it. He has the way I look at Joe Biden is was my last choice of all of the winners of the primary. I would have actually taken the guru lady from L.A. That, I don't know, man. Your senator was pretty shitty. Oh, come I, on. I, no, he's actually been really bad this week. I'm going to get around to him. But. Yeah, you can get around <laughs> to him. But but the point I'm trying to make is... Okay, what, yeah, what, no, what, I get it. Yeah, What was the name of the guru lady that was uh, on the stage? I Marianne Williamson. Oh, Marianne God. Williamson. God, she was my, oh, God, she, she was my favorite. She was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. My favorite, like, is it I wanted to vote for? I voted Bernie all the way. My favorite as in, like, wow, you were actually up there on that stage. That really I provided a lot of fodder for our podcast. That's I'm, for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I felt the same way about Yang. Like, like I felt exactly the same way about Yang. He's completely bonkers. Uh, the manner in which he speaks is all this is all this technocratic business success guru douche stuff, and it doesn't translate. It translates to a certain specter. It translates to a very specific group of people who are very haughty about having just discovered that their brains work. And they like to like just sort of throw it out there. And Andrew Yang is like their their scimitar or some shit. And man, that guy, that guy, that guy made no sense. None whatsoever. Because when he was pressed on the UBI, he never, never bothered to explain what it is about the UBI, which is good for a productive society. He never got to, hey, if you if 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 you if you can sustain the the certain level of living and you don't have to worry about it. You're more likely to be free in your entrepreneurial spirit, if you will, which I guess is the holy grail of the United States. But you're free to be an artist. You're free to innovate. You know, yeah, you're free you, to you, pursue, you, you know. You don't want he people, never gets want, there. But you don't want people to be free to do those things because then, you know, the 5% oh, of people that inherit all their money are that, the ones I, that I'm with you, Sheldon. Started. I really like his ideas, but his ability to flesh them out or, or lack thereof was just awful to see on stage. It, yeah, he was he terrible. He kept saying things, and I would wait and just be like, and <laughs> there's right, and, more, and the yeah. substance comes from where? And yeah, and he uh, would finish that. He would he would pay you off by just going, let's make America smart again. I'm like, shut up. No. You know, stop poaching Donald Trump's bullshit because I'm because I'm done with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop it. Make America well, think again. Is wasn't that it? Well, make I, America th math. Make America think harder or happier or what? Yeah, I mean, screw you, dude. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, I want to get back on Biden here for. Just oh yeah, a second, let's get back on Biden because I want to say that I do want to second what Caleb says that basically he should be trying to cast as big of a ten as he can because here's the deal. No Trump voter that is voting for Donald Trump right now is going to vote for Biden. Their minds are made up. If you even look at all the polling, the polling says everybody's mind's made up. If you've yeah. decided you're going to vote for Trump, you're going to vote for Trump. If you decide you're going to vote for Biden, you're going to vote for Biden. But there are people out there that you should be courting, and those are the people that are the ones that are sitting out. 
And the people that are sitting out are the ones that are pissed off because, you know, guess what? We're not progressive enough. And the fact is, is those are the people he should be trying to get out the vote to because they could actually push over the edge. And what does he do? He just plays right into Trump's game and goes, oh, you know what? I got the I'm not left. I'm not no, left. I'm not left. I'm, I'm not right left. down the middle. Yeah. So, they, so and the Republicans have been running that shtick forever. They've well, been running that forever. And, and I, they keep stepping in it. Stupid. Uh, I mean, Sorry. the the people that are like on the far left may not even get to vote for who they want. And, and that's a part of our next story. Uh, earlier oh, this week, okay. someone sent me a clip uh, from some reporting done by Crystal Ball, who has a... She's not a Crystal Ball. That's her name, Crystal Ball. <laughs> right. Um, she has a show on The Hill... And it's uh, she stands on the left and some other guy, I can't remember his name, stands on the right and then they argue or whatever. But her reporting is on how the Democratic Party is trying to sabotage the Green Party. And let's listen to some of her report. Democrats have successfully gotten five Green Party candidates kicked off the ballot. Montana obviously is not critical for the presidential race, but is key to Democrats trying to win the Senate majority. And it's really wild how they actually pulled this off. So the Green Party did everything right, and they got the sufficient number of signatures to be on the ballot. But the Democratic Party actually went and contacted voters who had signed the Green Party petitions and bullied them into recanting their signatures, effectively disenfranchising those voters who had already voted for the Green Party candidates in the state's primary. In Texas, national and state Democrats are suing to keep Green Party candidates off the ballot there as well. Mm -hmm. At issue in Texas is a new and possibly unconstitutional law requiring third-party candidates to pay up to a $5,000 filing fee. (laughs) That law is new and is currently being litigated in the courts. So in Wisconsin, the Supreme Court just ruled at the 11th hour that the Green Party should be tossed from the ticket over a minor technicality. So what happened here is Green Party vice presidential candidate Angela Walker moved in the middle of the petitioning process, meaning that for a portion of the signature gathering period, the address on the ballot petitions reflected her previous address rather than her new address. The deadline to send out mail-in ballots according to that state's law is this Thursday, so thanks to the Democrats, Wisconsin voters will have one fewer choice this November. But perhaps the most outrageous example of all is in Pennsylvania. Hillary Clinton lost that state last time by around 44,000 votes. As Democrats will tell you in anguish, Jill Stein garnered 49,000 votes more than Trump's margin. What they're less likely to tell you is that Gary Johnson vastly outperformed Stein on the ballot, earning nearly triple Shocking. her numbers and triple, of course, then Trump's margin. It wasn't Jill Stein's fault so, at all. In Pennsylvania, Democrats have gone so far as to allow their court challenges an aggressive war on the Green Party to delay the beginning of mail-in balloting in that absolutely critical state. So this is according to CNN. Here's what they have to say. The state's Democratic Party remains in court, battling to keep the Green Party off the ballot. The pending legal dispute has led to a delay in certification of the November ballot. And as a result, all Pennsylvania county election officials who this year could have started offering absentee or mail-in ballots, as well as in-person early absentee voting starting September 14th, are now in a holding pattern. I need another drink to get through this. Um, Because... Yeah. who was it that said deja vu all over again? Yogi Berra, right? It's deja vu all over again. Now I know what that dumbass meant because this is precisely what happened in the year 2004. 
the Democratic Party, but specifically the Kerry Edwards campaign, sued Ralph Nader in 22 states. They specifically sued to keep Ralph Nader off of the ballot in, in many of these same in many of these same states. We're talking about Pennsylvania, Texas, Wisconsin, Ohio. They sued in every every single place where they thought and Florida. Florida was the big one. Nader didn't even, Nader wasn't even certain he'd be on the Florida ballot in the year two thousand four until September. Because of the because of the Democratic Party's uh, no, the Kerry Edwards campaign challenge to him and what are, where are we now it's late september same things happening all over again why do they waste resources trying to keep the green party off the ballot when it demonstrably was not their fucking fault i mean i'm oh, yeah. I, let's go back to this one more time let's relitigate this one more time for everyone who thinks that al gore put george bush in the white house the margin of victory by which it was certified that bush won florida was 520 something while 700 people voted for the socialist worker candidate for president in florida it wasn't fucking nader's fault and if you want to make that argument i argue that everyone who voted for al gore was stupid and cost ralph nader the election it's the same it's the same logical conclusion if you're dumb enough to vote for core you you put bush in the white house because you refuse to put nader there i mean Ah, why did they waste so many resources? Sorry. Okay, I where, yield the floor. Where, yield where the does floor. Texas? Where does Texas get off saying, "Oh, you're not a Republican or a Democrat, and you want to run for president? You owe us more money." <laughs> we like, fuck <laughs> you, Texas. That's uh, it so messed up. An I, additional uh, filing fee? Oh, I just want. I I don't agree with Sheldon. Why are they even spending energy on this? Right. Yeah, the idea is to win the election. I get right? that, but it, it's it's no, spending yeah, energy no. on the wrong things. They should yeah. be playing hardball politics with Republicans, not the Green Party. Exactly. I mean, the idea I mean, is the to win the election. The idea yeah, is to win the election, not that. keep the Green Party. No, no, let me finish. I'm I'm with you. I agree with you. Yeah. The you idea is to win the election, not to invest resources trying to keep someone spoiling your victory. Exactly. And the other part is is that if you can't actually win an election and overcome a third party candidate, then you probably don't have a good enough platform that people want to vote for. And that is I, I hate to say that it's a black and white issue like that, but it kind of is. The fact is is that the Republicans have done a good job of getting their people out to vote and getting them to vote in every single election. The fact is is that the Democrats always feel like they have well it's it's not hard when your base is a bunch of you know 67 year olds who are just waiting for the next time wheel of fortune comes on i mean, I, I i get that <laughs> but the point is is that if you have ideas that inspire people they will go right and so people so, who are 67 yeah. are inspired by old ideas like the gop and caleb you made this you were you were making this point and i think coulter and i might have cut you off right that when when you said um we've the democratic party needs to play hardball but not with not with the Green Party, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, if you're going... I, I just don't understand. We need more parties in this system. Like, I mean, we, we need that, like, we need the left arm that got cut off. We need it so, so badly. We need more voices. We need, uh, we need voting blocks that matter in the Senate that, so that it's not just red and blue. Oh yeah, so so yeah. We so need a libertarian like, voting block. Let's, we need a super left voting block. We need the centrist, which is now the Democratic Party voting block. We need all of these 
different kinds of ideas in the Senate to make it workable again so that there has to be some kind of negotiation to get anything done. So if because if we stick with this oh, two-party system, we are screwed for the long run. So if one were to assume, Dan, if let's let's put on our democratic strategist caps. Let's pretend we're a bunch of clear-eyed psychopaths who sort who were like drafting our acceptance to Columbia Law School at the age of twelve. Let's pretend that we are that person. Let's put the strategy cap on. Let's assume now that we're looking forward to the Democrats controlling the Senate no later than twenty twenty two, as well as the presidency. What can we do to 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 solidify? that democratic majority and this ain't it right you can bring it you can bring in it is move left it is move left that is it that and and the answer is move left but it's not just move left it's also there there's also things like being able to add two more states to the union would help as well Right, if you added DC <laughs> okay. and you added, if you added DC and Puerto yeah, Rico to the, to well, the Puerto Rico doesn't Puerto Rico's out. Puerto Rico doesn't want to be a state, but that's let's that's say, a whole other argument. Let's just say, but let's just say they became a state, right? That do you think they're going to vote Republican with those two with those two with those two senators? Yeah, okay, so we can just keep carrying on down. There. I mean, for how long has it been talked about that California ought to be six states unto itself? Um, you know, and so how many would we gain? How many would we, how many would the democratic party, how many would the left, how many seats? And so, so forget Dianne Feinstein. She couldn't win in a like People like Dianne Feinstein couldn't be elected in, in say, um, the, the, the Bay area, whatever, whatever state the Bay area becomes Feinstein may live there, but they can hate her. She uh, would never win. She would never win there. So we wouldn't have Feinsteins. Yeah, right? Don't get, We'd don't, have, get me, Sahid, don't get me going on Feinstein this week. Right. <laughs> well, don't get me going on Michael Bennett this week. Let's agree to hold it <laughs> off. Let's agree to hold it off. Okay. Uh, yeah. let, let's, let's move let, on. Let, let's move on. Uh, suffice it to say, I want more parties in this system. More parties. And more Not caucuses, right. So, like, when more one caucuses, of the things I thought of, for sure. One of the things I thought of is that so often when it comes to foreign relations, since his awakening in the wake of the 2016 campaign, Bernie Sanders his his foreign policy has been aggressive and he and he moves about the senate and he tries he tries his damnedest to find ways to to bring his 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 anti-war anti-interventionism fair play ideas which are new to him i you know good for him that that he came around but mike lee seems to be his most frequent ally God, when it comes to, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, but there are places like that and we're going to get to like criminal justice reform later, but there are places like that where there are left, right coalitions and why not? Yeah, they, there should be more. Let's, let's move on to the next story. This is, uh, this is really the main story of the week for me. The Atlantic Mavis magazine is normally a monthly publication, but decided to publish a story this week. Um, ahead of their November publication because they felt that the timing was too urgent to delay. You hear that, Bob Woodward? You pile you hear of that, fucking Bob? trash. Where you are, you Bob? Prick. They decided that their news needed to be published instead of making money on a book. What a douche. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> to quote the Atlantic um, article... Citing Republican Party sources, The Atlantic says that Trump's campaign is, quote, discussing contingency plans to bypass election results 
and appoint loyal electors in <clears throat> battleground states where Republicans hold the legislative majority. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this would be like going to the state of Pennsylvania or particularly Wisconsin, who their Republican state legislature controls how the election is run, and they would pick friendly people to vote in the electoral college. To quote again, a Trump campaign legal advisor who spoke to the Atlantic said in this scenario, quote, the state legislatures will say, all right, we've been given this constitutional power. We think that the results of our own state are invalid or are inaccurate. Yeah, right. So here's our slate of electors that we think properly reflect the results of the state. Basically not voting with the consensus of their state. And railroading the election and creating a constitutional crisis. If mm-hmm. that doesn't scare the fucking shit out of you, I don't know what does. Yeah. Well, yeah, well. I'm 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 trying to think how to get out of just blasting the Democratic Party for this and I don't know that I can. <laughs> uh, they lost so many seats in those state houses. And of course, you know, I mean, we so much bad shit happened because they were so How about complacent. Blasting the electoral college. Oh yeah, the electoral college. Well, sure, so, sure, obviously the electoral college. Um, but god damn it, if, this is a it, real possibility. Those guys don't I know, have to vote no. with the consensus of their of their districts. Look, the, the, a lot the, of this the, is the, a lot of that is dictated by state law, though. So, like for no, example, emergency like, powers would have to be enacted in three would, of the yeah, five cases. And, would, and at that point, if it which that is happened, possible, yeah, which is possible, but if that happened, here's the deal: we got to be ready to fight. We have to be ready to be in the streets. We have to be ready to basically tell them that this is not right. Because guess what? If they pull that kind of bullshit. You've now basically stolen an election with emergency powers, and that is not how America should be. Right. I'm sorry. And no, I agree. No, we're in agreement on this. You and yeah, I agree with you that you know the the fact that we lost all those state houses in 2010, 2014. Those are the these are now the ramifications. Well, the of Democratic Party states. never never ceased in their complacency. They they continue, and I don't know what the I don't know what it looks like in Colorado. But around here, um, anytime, you know, I mean, Salt Lake County, we have a chance. We have a chance to move seats to the Democratic Party from the Republican Party in Salt Lake County. But the Democratic Party refuses to be bold with it. They just stick with safe options who can raise money. Oh, God, we have we have seen a sea of Joe Biden esque Democrats running in this in, in, in this area. It's just ridiculous. And yeah. instead, they they could run to the left and take three or four seats really quickly. Yeah, that's, and all you that, need that, to do I was is say that's just not how it is. Here. Like, like, you like know, yard our candidates won't have, do it. Yeah, our candidates have tattoos. They're cool. Yeah. Well, and, and, <laughs> well, no, and they well around around where you are specifically. Yeah. But what about the center of your state when you when when you get to Springs and and point south and east of oh, there? Oh, Colorado Springs. There is no Democrat being elected there. I know. That, that is I know. Folk, but you but have to they, realize. But they but don't exist a- there. But they feel like they have to run it, fill the candidate. So they have to fill uh, like someone who literally is Air Force retired. Yeah, right? yeah. And, it's usually and, like and a military. It's a I military mean, Air Force person retired, and they're doing that to win. I I get that, but you also if you want to go back to Utah, remember when they 
that when they actually fielded a transgender candidate for the yeah to for, run against to run against Mike Lee in two thousand and sixteen exactly yeah and 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 Misty Snow give, yeah Misty Snow and I voted for her you voted for her I think we all voted for her but oh, the God yes yo God yes I'm still writing her in oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the point what? is is did That's she funny. but in the end did she win. No, uh, she did. She did about the same as she did. About she did about the same. The same. Two previous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she did about the same as Granado, any. Granado two terms ago, and I don't remember who the middle guy was. I honestly she, don't. She did the same as any other Democrat, right? So, but but the point is, is that at that point, I guess the pragmatic look at it is like, well, we should get some. Well, then again, Jenny Wilson <laughs> did just as poorly against Mitt Romney as Misty Snow did against Mike Lee four years exactly, ago. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but no, but we're in the middle of here's a the term, serious. Though. Here's the serious issue: Is Trump's going to put uh, Amy Baron Cohen? What Amy? Amy Amy Cohen uh, Amy uh, Amy C Barrett. Yes, I keep she, getting Coney. Amy Trump's going to put that Barrett. fascist into the Supreme Court, and he's going to try to create a constitutional crisis that is going to be decided in the Supreme Court. And then what right. happens? But quick sight, yeah, right. Quick sidebar in this though. Did you hear Joe Biden's comments on it? It's like I was pissed at Chuck Schumer. He's he's he just said she has a written trash rec- track record of disagreeing with the Affordable Care Act, Jack. I mean that's literally. All he had to say about it today. That's that, that, that's it. That's all he's got. That's all he said. I don't know. He's uh, probably, about Amy. About, oh come on, yes. come on, Diane Feinstein again talking about. Oh, there's nothing I can do to stop it. Just gonna. Have to <laughs> oh, God, Diane Feinstein. <laughs> oh. Okay, fine. Michael Throw Bennett. A pair of ovaries, Michael Bennett. Feinstein. Literally on the floor of the Senate saying it's our bad. We're the ones who did the nuclear option. Our bad. Oh, Michael God. Bennett literally said that on the floor of the Senate. He said, Madam President, I don't know who the pro tem was, probably Susan fucking Collins. He's like, Madam President, we shouldn't have done that. Dude, Our Feinstein bad. needs her, her lady <laughs> card taken away. You know you know how you like do something effeminate and someone takes away your man card? Can we take away Feinstein's lady card? Oh, you're I don't know, man. Just Coulter. take it away. I'm oh sorry. man. Cut his whoa, mic. Cut his whoa. mic. Cut whoa, his whoa, mic. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> are 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 we now getting into the men's right movement? Is that what we're doing? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we did get around to Bennett and and Feinstein. Yeah, God. Fuck Feinstein. Dispense with those I, two. I, I'm, I'm so pissed with her right now. Sorry. I'm just pissed. Well, read right. what, read, but, but here's to what the, here's Bennett the, said. He's your guy. I, God damn it. Don't, oh, well. Yeah, I'm, he's not up for election. Let, let's this year. get on. We've got a discussion to have primary. the numbers. And guess what? You know what? I, right. vote, I did not vote for Hickenlooper in the primary either. So there you go. Well, okay. Enough hard news. Enough hard news. Let's go do something fun for a second. All right. Let's head on over to Zimmerman's Playhouse. Whiz bang, whiz bang. I just want you guys to both know Caleb told me to stop yelling, and I just don't like it as much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to yell. I think you should bring the echo back. Yeah, let's have it. No, let's have it. Let's have it real quick. All right, we're gonna go back to Zimmerman's Playhouse. Where's the echo? I don't have the echo. You jackass. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Keep all that in. You guys put me on on very short notice. But first of all, we're going to talk. Speaking of short notice, I don't know what's coming. He doesn't know what's going on. So let's go. So according to NJ.com, we have 
and, and I have actual no names on this one, so you, you have to be because we're talking about minors. But there were some youths that were going to school, and they decided to mock George Floyd's death with a monkey mask. Oh, of course they and did. The person who had his knee on his neck was wearing mega a mega hat. hat. Yep. yep. And okay. posted that on All social right. media, and it has just qu- caused quite the stir. And so I just want to bring this up because it's one of those things where I want to have somebody to call out, but I also want to say, you know what, they're probably pretty young and stupid and probably just making a really, really bad choice thinking it was going to get people riled up. And it did get people riled up. Specifically, when I was uh, reading this article, which was behind a paywall, damn you paywalls, but thank you to Reddit comments for actually getting me through that. But basically, the it's extreme. The I don't know what caused me to buy sixteen subscriptions to NJ.com slash news. It could. It, do you? So think it's it worked. Work? It, it worked know, for me. I no. I just bought like I didn't ever want it to expire. Okay, so I just went, bye, 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 bye. Quick, quick trick here. Quick trick. If you just go to reader review, it gets past the paywall every time. <laughs> okay. Every. It, um. Quick shout out though, everything's going to be fine because the superintendent said that he's going to put together a multiracial panel. Okay, I'm oh, not nice. sure if you guys yeah. work in corporate America, but I, I've got a. I've heard some things. Yeah, there's they they've got multiracial panels now, like but that to like talk shame about. you shame you for your shame you for your alleged racism. They, no, while you're they, forced, they just sit in a room they and just, they talk they about things in a room and their and feelings. Like, yeah, do nothing. And they're like. I, oh, real! Oh, you're talking about the multiracial panel, not the racial training, not the racial bias training. You're talking no, about no, 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 because no, racial, racial bias, bias training. No, because that actually does something, right? Training people I, to actually no. Racial, I'm sorry, man. No, people no. are forced to be there by their slave drivers, and the first thing that, I'm sorry. Well, let's here, not get into here, it right anyway, here. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> saying this panel, this this panel right of of people is going to sit around and and get together and talk about. How the kids that go to where do they go? Hunterdon Central Regional High School are racist, and Central, that's going to fix yeah. everything. Yeah, they, they're going to talk about their feelings, right? They're going to give out yeah. and be like, "How did that make you feel?" Oh, I don't know. Uh, I've been called a monkey before. I didn't like it. Uh, and then what? Uh, right? And then everything will be fine. Oh, it works. Racism okay. goes away because of the interracial panel. What do you think, Coulter? I think that the interracial panel is, I guess, a, a good way to say that you're doing something without actually really doing anything. Right. Yeah. I did notice. I did notice since you guys brought it up. Uh, I did. I did a search outside of the story, the paywall thing. Uh, I did notice that there is a police investigation. So yeah, let's get the cops investigating uh, children and their racism. That that <laughs> also sounds yeah. That sounds whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Alicia Rogers Alston, a black parent of a student at Hunterdon Re- Central Regional High School, said the committee is a step in the right direction, but its lack of diversity is certainly not ideal. Oh, well, <laughs> I think it's a really really good thing to have. But how do you expect them to stomp out racism when the entire board is all white people? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just, so so, oh so Sheldon, God. Sheldon, 
Not only are we throwing the students into the playhouse, oh, well, you, you gotta throw the school you know and what? this all white board into the playhouse. What do you say? Oh uh, my god. I can't call them out by name, but those miners who continue to believe because they are born without any sort of skin pigmentation that makes them invisible in the dark or makes them look scary when they walk around in hoodies. They think it's okay, and I'm repeating myself, to mock the death of George Floyd. They may fuck all the way off to Zimmerman's Playhouse. And the community's response thus far appears to make me have to say, Superintendent Jeffrey Moore, for thinking that your all-white panel of people are going to end racism in your school district, you, sir, may also fuck all the way off to Zimmerman's Playhouse. Sorry I boned that there, but I boned a lot of things. I think we we got there. I think we got there. I think we totally got there. And I would also like to say, as a disclaimer, that the students, since you're so young in your life and you are minors, you should definitely not be in a room with George Zimmerman. But... (laughs) You know what? And that, nor that, do we let them let this advocate that anybody. No, no, maybe be locked the in a room with George I, Zimmerman. I think I think the superintendent, him and Jim, Jim, Joe, bleh, him and Zimmerman could have a very, very good time. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. Uh, we only got around to one person for whom I thought that would be funny. But the rest of it, no. 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 I, I nope. mean, just because he's a, a moron he's and doesn't an understand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Next. Next. For our science lesson for today... What you're seeing and what you're reading... We will continue our discussion... Is not what's happening. ...of Darwin's theory of the descent of man. This week on Dumb Americans, we want to talk about our buddy DeSantis from Florida. Florida making another appearance in Dumb Americans. Every week. It's Can't almost every week. Just- Can't we just go to the like 47 continental United States? We exclude Florida and then see where this segment goes. (laughs) I'm going to try. Zimmerman's Playhouse and Dumb Americans. Doesn't Florida run 60% of the show? It really does. does. (laughs) Congratulations, Florida. Okay. Yeah, good job, Florida. Anyway, uh, is it Ron? It's Ron DeSantis, right? It is. Ron DeSantis, um, this week during a virtual town hall meeting, he's the governor of Florida, decided that uh, he was going to float the idea of a bill of college students' rights um, because the college students are not allowed to gather in large groups as they do and drink their faces off. We got a great quote from DeSantis here. Let's play this one. And I understand the university are trying to do the right thing, but, but I personally think it's incredibly draconian that a student would get potentially expelled for going to a party. Uh, that's what college kids do. And, huh. and yes, and crack a beer in the background. That's beautiful. That was perfect. That's <laughs> what they do. He must be out of whiskey. He's definitely out of whiskey. <laughs> Look, man, you Why? can't. Wait, wait, you can't go wait, wait, stealing Kennedy's go. old line of we need the, we have the right to party, man. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Ask not what your university can do for you, but uh, how you can party hard at your university. I, body come, hard come and on. vote Democrat. 
DeSantis has just gone all full-blown stupid this week. He opened all the bars. He opened all the restaurants with zero restrictions. They're Again, all they're they're ready for the for, second time. Yep, open for business, ready to party. He's ready. He's you know, Florida, open, go. Let's you, fly there. We, I'm sorry. What I find so stupid about this is probably like the same thing that Caleb does, and Coulter, you do too. Um, you like to look at it in the macro sense, like, and I don't, and, and I agree with you, and like, you know, public health important, but what the fuck is Ron DeSantis doing, making a case? For one college kid who was violating the rules of his university. What's going on? What has happened? Like, this is democracy in action? If it is, then everyone out of the pool, man, because we're we're very close to extinction. You know? Is he <laughs> trying is he trying to like curry favor from the kids? Is he trying to get votes? What's got is he no, trying he, to be like the, the cool Republican in the I mean, in the class? L- let's be honest. We saw in the in the Democratic primary, I'm sorry, college kids just don't vote, just how it is. No, they don't vote. We they could argue beer. that uh, back and forth for a little while. <laughs> let's All let's right. save that conversation for another week. So but yeah, so so DeSantis, got a, DeSantis for at dumb. least the second time, for at least the second time, is an example of a dumb American. He is well done, and numbers. We would have had three or four million lives lost as opposed to worried about 112, 115,000. 1492. We four million people as opposed to where it is now, which is probably 115. The 1619 project, where did that come from? Right. It could get up to where 150, could go beyond that. Two and a half billion dollars we're putting in is a very good chance you're not going to die. <laughs> this week in the numbers... Um, and, and I'll preface this by saying I'm, I'm doing this so that we can get back to another big news story that we kind of skipped over. And we'll get back to that at the end of these numbers. We're going to go over some stats about no-knock warrants. And almost all of these stats come from a wiki on no-knock warrants. And a couple of them come from a fantastic two-part New York, New York Times article um, from 2017. And we'll link that on the website. The first number is 3,000. And that is the number of no-knock warrants that were served in 1981. The next number is 50,000, which is at least how many were done in 2005. And that disparity is crazy. To go from 3,000 to 50,000 kind of scares the hell out of me. And it just basically takes away the Fourth Amendment of illegal search and seizure. Um, in Utah, no-knock warrants make up about 40% of all warrants served. In Maryland, 90% of SWAT deployments were to serve search warrants with two-thirds through forced entry. From 2010 to 2016, at least 81 civilians and 13 officers died during SWAT raids, including 31 civilians and 8 officers during the execution of no-knock warrants. And one of the problems with no-knock warrants is that we live in America and four in 10 adults report having guns in their homes. An interesting other factor is the incentive sometimes provided by asset forfeiture laws. Um, when contraband or drug proceeds are found, um, they, they basically, if, if someone serves a warrant into your home and they find drugs, they can take your car and they can take everything else saying you got all of those gains from drugs. 
and I can't, not a friend of the show, Connor Boyack. Uh, <laughs> not, a pre- not a friend of the nice. show. President of the Libertas Institute in Utah said that one of the rationales behind the state's recent ban on forcible entry in drug possession cases in 2015 when they passed a law that basically said you can't do forcible entry unless drugs are involved um, was that search warrant executions accounted for 29% of all forfeiture. So, I mean, they, they literally, they, they make money doing this. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say about no-knock warrants, they started off, like the original case was about them serving a warrant and they didn't want to knock because that guy had already threatened an informant with like a semiotic weapon and he also had previous convictions of arson and firebombing. And By so, that yeah, guy, like, you mean there's like one original no-knock warrant case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, huh. we're talking about a Supreme Court case. I want to say it's Arkansas v. Wilson. Somebody, hmm. it's one state v. Wilson. Anyway, I, I'm just saying like the bar should have stayed there. Like they should have, it should have stayed to this guy has already threatened a witness. This guy has, has been a known bomber, a known fire bomber. Like that should be the test. And now it's, we think that they have an ounce of weed. Let's break their door down. And it, it's just a serious problem. And one more quote I want to pull from the New York article is the National, National Tactical Officers Association, um, which was, was at the time in 2017 run by Robert Chabali, the group's chairman from 2012 to 2015, um, He goes on to say, quote, it just makes no sense. Why would you run into a gunfight? If we are going to risk our lives, we risk them for a hostage, for a citizen, for a fellow officer. You definitely don't go in and risk your life for drugs. And I wish that sentiment was more pervasive in in the Mm. policing community at large. But this opens the door to something that I want that we're going to talk about, which is what happened in Louisville and the fact that those cops were not indicted. And the only one that was indicted was the one who freaked out and and shot into the neighbor's house. The one. Well, okay. so quickly, before we get into all that, uh, I'd like to go over some of these stats and ideas first. I found as you it is Wilson versus Arkansas the the exception to the knock and announce rule that 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 Wilson versus Arkansas created was to prevent the destruction of evidence uh right. it wasn't right. it wasn't a violent person but then but then in 2006 our progressive court which is you know we've we've come so far this is shortly after by the way you know the um who was it that who was it that uh, that Bush put on the court uh, the guy that we're pretending is a swing boat, John Roberts, yeah. Chief Ju- Ro- John Roberts. Roberts, Roberts, right? In five four, like they they held. There's no exclusionary rule. You don't need suppression of evidence in order to get a no knock warrant. So that's where we, that's why we are where we are. It, and it and it's a recent development. It really is a recent development. 2006, in which like no knock warrant can just be issued. So anyway, well, I just say I I gotta say that. I agree that 
a no knock warrant is pretty much now a place where it's it's commonplace when it comes to serving warrants. And here's the kind of things that it creates. It creates things like has anybody ever heard of being swatted? Well, yes. You know, video yeah. gamers basically calling the cops to get somebody swatted. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. the fact is, is that, that it was, the fact it was that, part of Gamergate. Yeah. And the it fact was actually that any, happening. the fact that that can even happen, like, Hey, I can make one phone call and have a SWAT team at your house and they're going to knock mm-hmm. in your door and point guns in your house and bre- break it down with a battering ram. Don't you think <laughs> that that just screams police state to me? That that's what the, it says to me. The whole thing the, does to me, the stomping of, literally like a piece of constitution the illegal uh, i i mean the the right to privacy and illegal search and seizure right is the fourth amendment and 100% gone in this country and i don't know how the hell we get it back like i don't know i don't know if we need congress to literally stack change the, the constitution pers- which would sta- be extremely you could stack the hard court. yeah we could stack the court we could force justices to retire uh at uh, not just the supreme court but we but, could force justices to retire at the federal bench. They could change all those laws in one session. Like, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I will say this, um, and I've caught a lot of flack because I've been having this conversation. I don't think that you can charge those three cops with anything <sighs> breaking into Brianna's house. I think that the blame goes well above them. Like the detective mm-hmm. that said that didn't do his due diligence, obviously. And right. said that he needed a warrant, and then the judge, be, and then the judge, then the, the judge, judge should be tarred and feathered. Like right. judges don't even look at these things anymore. They just How, say, "Oh, you think this is good?" And they go, and the district attorney, who obviously knew about it and and gave his say so, those and tried those to cover it up, and tried to cover it up, and then yes, definitely yeah. tried to and cover then, it up. Those are the people to, that yeah. we need to be going for. Not that those cops are completely blameless, but the people. With the just lack of due diligence, utter lack yeah. of due diligence. Well, they shouldn't look. It's, it, I wanted I wanted you to bring this up a little bit so I could make this point. To, like you, you. So you honestly, Caleb, you don't think that that the police officers in question can or or could actually be convicted of killing Breonna Taylor? I don't think they broke the law. <laughs> so. There I mean, that th- that's that's the problem. But that's no, they, the fucking problem is they well, did not right. break the law. Okay, and there 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 are a couple. I have a couple responses to that, and you're absolutely right. That's the problem. So there's a systemic problem with police. But there is. But the point that I would like to make is that they did, as a group, commit an act of reckless endangerment. And the attorney general who brought the case, and it was the state's attorney general, not the district attorney for whichever county Louisville in, as I guess it would be Louisville County, right? I don't know. Um, but it was this Kentucky attorney general who brought the case. He made the reckless endangerment argument. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gotten the indictment on the one stray bullet that went into a neighbor's house. Okay, but the but reckless endangerment was, was only about the one guy who was firing into the neighbor's house. But that isn't true. The hell of bullets... That were that 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 came in response to to the round that was fired at the front door when they broke it down was reckless endangerment. 
it was absolutely I, I, reckless I, 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 I and once that, you, I think you lose you lose that in court all day long and you don't on see you have to you have to you have to bring the charges and what and and the outrage right now okay so and, and I agree they're in a tight spot but the outrage right now is that no 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 attorney no prosecutors want you can to make charge the case a, before a jury you can charge and anybody they, and they with back, it they, they could just off. charge them. I agree with Sheldon. They could have just charged them, but they back up it... before the grand. Yeah, but you, here's why. Here's why. It's Rodney King. It's it's Rodney King cold feet. When the L.A. prosecutor went after those four assholes who tried to beat the shit out of that man in the middle of the street, they went for attempted murder. They they charged they charged each of those four officers with felonious assault so severe that it amounts in most states to attempted murder, and then those four officers were acquitted, and then what happened? I think I I, I just don't think that. So the dude that got charged ran like he ran. He wasn't even like in the hallway. He wasn't even there. Right, but the hell he of wasn't bullets even, that killed like, Breonna in, Taylor was a part of the exact same behavior. Okay, You're, but those people were under fire. So? That that doesn't mean you can recklessly endanger everyone in everyone in sight. That, that it is not it is against the law. It is against the law to do that. Once you cross the reckless endangerment I, my, line, my argument you is are that liable. it's not against the law. My argument is. is that it is not against the law. It when is reckless endangerment. Warrant, when you're serving a warrant and somebody shoots at you, you are you are basically indemnified by the law as a policeman to use deadly force. You are not. You are not indemnified to recklessly endanger every little, every living thing in the vicinity. And that's what they did. And that's why Breonna Taylor is dead. I I agree with you that they could have brought charges. And and, okay. and then let But you thought then, they you thought they would lose and they would oh, lose I in front of the I jury. I guarantee you I well, guarantee you, you they I'm would not lose sure you could guarantee I you know, I you can't I, guarantee I it. You you I, you get the I, right, right jury, and they could have got I can't convicted. Guarantee, and actually, to be honest, if they would if they got a jur- jury that was actually diverse, they probably would have lost in court. I I absolutely get your point, Caleb. I don't want you to think that I'm just like red faced shouting at you. Oh oh, I but, know, I know that I'm I'm, and I'm not saying this. To oh, be I, we know you're red. I am just shouting. saying. I am. I am <laughs> you goddamn right, I am. <laughs> I am just saying that the problem is the law. And if yeah, you want well, your pound, if you want your fucking pound of flesh, go after the detective. I, but that here's guy the, here's is the de- negligent. No, but shit. here's the deal: there is a problem with the law, and the fact that a basically we have an entire class of people that are untrained, uneducated, and given basically a license to kill is where we are in this country, and that's policing nationally. Well, and sure as shit, no knock warrants can go away. They could. They could go away. And the fact that there's like 50 plus thousand of them served a year now is unbelievable and completely un-American in every single way. Like we are supposed to have more freedoms and more rights than anyone else. And judges sign these no knock warrant authority like they're willy nilly. And And oftentimes I, I just don't for what for somebody doing drugs in their home. Fuck off! It's that's not worth it. It's yeah, not worth. Let's, let, let's be let's be let's be like let's be still-eyed realists about it. Then the the, the person who was actually named in the warrant, um, not the subsequent warrant that was served and resulted in Breonna Taylor's death. Not the it's, it's almost like an attachment. That's another thing, right? 
That's another thing. Possible co-conspirator Breonna Taylor, and that's why they were there, because they couldn't find the guy who was actually named in the fucking warrant? Well, what they a bunch did of fucking... His, his, they no, did they didn't find, find him that night. They didn't find they him. Fat, no, his warrant was served, his warrant was served like 20 minutes before hers. Yeah, no, they didn't... What I'm trying to say is they didn't, they didn't know that they would find him there until they went out and served both warrants. They went out to serve both warrants at simultaneously. Yeah. So, when so they could have just brought... And they yeah. literally didn't even talk to Breonna Taylor. All they had to do was go have a conversation but, with her. So how is, But how is that even possible that we've got CC on no-knock warrants? Oh, how yeah. How is that even yeah. fucking possible? Right. Right. So, and that's and, you know, and that's how far that's how far we come. I mean, and it's you're because right. the it's yeah. because basically right now, what it takes to get a warrant is so the bar to get a a warrant is obviously very low, and that should that shouldn't be the the case, right? I think that and the bar to get a warrant in this country should be very high. It should be extremely high. It should be you extremely low. But on the Fourth Amendment, it should be extremely low. But we should be rating Citibank. We should be no. rating H- HSBC. We should be rating right. Goldman Sachs. I mean, right. so so the whole money laundering again, thing. We bring rear, it up rear to, this ugly head again. If right? we serve a no-knock warrant on, on the trading floor of Bear Stearns, how much cocaine do they find? Bear Stearns doesn't <laughs> right. exist anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, not Bear Stearns. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs. That's what I'm all, thinking all, of. All the, same, all the same. Screw the cocaine, man. Uh, what about all the money laundering? What about M- uh, w- I mean, come uh, on, it Joe came Biden out. It, it just came out that it was two trillion dollars is being right through American it, banks, and it has, and it's never stopped. It's never slowed down. Two trillion dollars is about the amount it's always been if you adjust for inflation. And MS, uh, wh- what the hell was the uh, Delaware bank that they used to call Joe Biden as the senator from? Uh, not HSBC, but MNBA, right? HSBC and MNBA, MNBA paid like in 2004 a combined 1.4 billion dollars for uh, you know laundering drug money, just kind of out in the open. Not yeah, and shit. to them they're it's like 1.4 billion is yeah. just a tax. It's just the cost of doing, of doing yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, it's the a fact business is, expense. And here's the deal: if you get caught laundering money, you should be shut down as a bank. You should be like null and this. Void. Like Breonna Taylor was yeah. shut down. You should go you in should, there just one time. It should be like, oh, hey, Wells Fargo gets busted for fucking its its customers because you know over and over, over and over, over again, over and over and over again. And what do they do? Oh, here's a million dollar fine. It should be. You guys obviously have problems with actually following the law. You should probably just not be a bank. But this is what Bobby Kennedy was doing to the unions back in the '60s. He would no knock. He would literally send the feds in to 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 no knock. Enter the union offices, zip tie everyone, take all the documents, and leave them on the fucking floor. Well, why don't we do that to the bankers just one time? Oh, because God, it would just be one time. Because be it would it would it would it would stop. It would stop, folks. These bankers, these these fat, rich, old, white assholes. They can't take. They can't take the idea. It gives them a heart attack that one day a SWAT team might show up on the 57th floor of 625 Park Avenue and just kick in the doors. 
Right. Duh. Well, oh, we know we know where the leftist is, stands. We know where the leftist. That stands. is a dream. That is like, <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, like. It's well, like now now that fiction. we're talking about kicking in the doors of Goldman Sachs, let's wrap this show up, guys. <laughs> hey, I have a call. <laughs> to, I have a call to action to listeners as we're wrapping this up. Um, I want to say, call our number. What's the number? It's six zero one. The left nest. 601 left nest left nest. 601 left nest 601 left nest 601 left nest um this election is coming around the corner if you like this podcast and you have a microphone connected to your computer and you are say living in pennsylvania or living in a swing state leave us a message uh we need some boots on the ground i wouldn't mind interviewing a couple of people as this election gets tighter and tighter yeah, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Virginia, Florida, Ohio, uh, Michigan. I mean, talk to us. Talk yeah. to us, folks. Yep, talk 601, to us, folks. 601 Left Nest, that's 601-533-8637. We want to hear. We want to hear from you guys. So, Just to be clear, that's Left Nest. Left right? Nest. L-E-F-N-E-S-T. No, L-E-F-T. N-E-S-T. And N-E-S-T. There's, an extra, there's, an, there's an extra number. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Left, it's, actually, it's like Loch Ness, Left Nest. We got, I got it. I got but it. it's Left I got Nest. It. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, give us a call. Leave us a message. You can even send us a text. That works, too. Good so, plug, Caleb. Good, very good plug. The other thing you could do is uh, support us on Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash left and leftist and give it any amount. And all of our patrons i want to thank you for all of your support so far it just is what keeps us having to make this show every week i guess that that's really why we love our patrons and the last piece i would say is write us a review you can head on to podchaser.com or if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, just scroll to the bottom and leave us a review your five-star review is going to help people find the show i will say that i was talking to my mom today who does listen to the show. We do, you know, if I, if I, if I podcast, my mom doesn't listen. Love you. We do, we do love her. She, she has now made it so that all of my cousins and everybody are listening to this podcast. It makes me laugh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we are the one democratic stronghold family in a very rural coal mining town. So, you know, we still believe in unions, apparently. Which used to be the Democratic base. It, it used to be the Democratic <laughs> and base. We get a load of that shit, that Carbon County, of all the places, is so is so deeply Republican now. Get a load of that. because I, as we When, were, I, as when we I was a kid, you had to be a Democrat to get elected. It yeah, you weird. had to be. Yeah. We, it was a, well, because of the, because of the labor thing. There. Yeah. 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 And, and the Democratic Party did nothing to defend unions, did nothing to defend labor. Oh, God. And, and, the loss and, of unions. That's and tragedy. So now that we're talking about, now let's finish on the loss of unions. So other than okay. that, let's, we'll see you all next week on Left and Leftist. See you guys. See you guys.